going to continue with our series. Uh, this series is kind of called uh, Naughty Nice or I Tried and, and really uh, ultimately has nothing to do with us in a sense. Uh, and, and what we've been talking about is, is just how God overwhelms us. Uh, and as we've been discovering, it doesn't have anything to do with how good we are, how bad we are, or how much we try. It's based upon God's goodness. Now, again, I, 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 hopefully I've already said the disclaimer. Um, you know, when, as, as Christ followers, we're called to live a holy life. So if we can put that to the side for a minute. I'm not standing here saying you can live however you want to. So please, let's get that disclaimer out of the way. Set it to the side. And, but let me just say this. If we think that it's up to us, we're sorely mistaken. Let me put it to you this way. I pray to God that it's not up to us. I don't know about you, but I pray to God that it's not based upon me on my behavior. And I pray to God it's not based on your behavior. Because I don't need your behavior representing me, okay? Um, you know, guys, when we, again, we lose sight of this so easily. It's not about how good we are. It's about how holy God is. When God sees us, he doesn't, you know, he either sees the righteousness of his son Jesus over us or he doesn't. Okay? That's it. It doesn't matter how good you are. It's either Jesus or nothing. So I pray that 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 the gospel has reached you, that free gift of grace, and you've received that. You've taken it in. And you have, you're not arrogant with it. You're not egotistical with it. You don't sit and say you deserve that. But you graciously take it. And you acknowledge that God is such a loving God. And God uh, gives us and blesses us in ways that we can't imagine. So that's what this series is about. And, we, and we've been talking about these. And I don't know what I'm speaking on until we open up this box each week. Um, and it's been fun. I want to tell you something that's been more fun. is to hear you guys. We have tried, I've heard people say time and time again, I wish we could hear more from people's, from people. And, and I've tried to tell you people time and time again, that's great. Tell them to talk to me. You know what I mean? Because we need the stories. I can't fabricate them. I can't make you talk. But it's kind of interesting using the mic, which I think would be the last thing you guys would want to do. That's the thing that you guys are doing. So we're going to do it again this week, okay? Uh, and, and I want to tell you something. Those of you that have had the courage to stand and just share, again, it, it, it focuses on, it puts the focus on God and it's amazing. And people have said time and time again how powerful it is to hear other people's journey. And, and it is. It brings hope into our lives. So we're going to be doing that here in a few moments again. But I'm going to crack open the box for December 17th and pull out gift number three. And see what this says. And these again are all from you guys. So if they're bad, you can blame yourself. Okay? Okay, this week is, uh, and again it goes uh, to God, God overwhelms me by, and this one the theme kind of emerged was His grace, mercy, and forgiveness. So God overwhelms me by His grace, his mercy and His forgiveness. And let me share with you a couple of these that you guys stated. Uh, one of them said, God overwhelms me by His grace that doesn't run out. Another one simply said, God overwhelms me by His grace. Another one said, God overwhelms me by His grace and mercy. Thank you, Lord, for each new day. God overwhel- Another one, God overwhelms me when I attempt... To understand the ultimate gift of grace he gave to me. Another one, God overwhelms me by his faithfulness. And then the last one, God overwhelms me 
by His forgiveness and His love. If you wrote one of these, or even if you did not write one of these, um, and you would have something to kind of share very briefly about God's grace, His mercy, or His forgiveness, and you would like to just stand here real quick and just kind of share with us for a few moments, would you please just kind of stand and listen? I, we're not using this. We had a mic here, and it helps us to hear, okay? So we, Pat has got the mic, mic over here, and he will bring it to you. Please talk into it. It does, it just helps us to hear you, okay? And all of us to hear the message that, that you have. And if you could hold it up to your, to your mouth there. Now I've just really freezed you guys, froze you guys, right? Would someone like to speak about God's forgiveness, His grace, His mercy? That feeling you're feeling is the spirit moving you right now, right? God overwhelms me as a son. Can you hear me? Yeah. With His grace, um, that never runs out. As a single mother working my way through school, I get to be blessed by grace that comes often through you guys. And every time I think, this is it, I've hit the end of my road, I can't go on anymore, he overwhelms me with it, and I'm able to go on another day. And it gives me hope. Yeah. Others. God's grace, his mercy, his forgiveness. God overwhelms me by um, his forgiveness when I try to excuse my actions. Um when I try to excuse my thoughts. <laughs> um, it's been really rough uh, the last few months. And I've asked for forgiveness a lot. <laughs> um, but he's there every time. Others. Someone else. Share with us how God has just, just given you grace and forgiveness and mercy. Guys, we should all be popping up and talking about God's forgiveness and grace. None of us deserve His forgiveness. Let me share a story with you. Luke chapter 7. Um, Jesus is having um, a meal. In chapter 7, verse uh, 36. I love this. I love this story. And I think I referenced it not too long ago. In this story, it says this, Then one of the Pharisees invited him to eat with him, meaning Jesus. He entered the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. Now, I want you to listen to this. And a woman, you got to understand in this culture, women were not viewed, women and children were not viewed with high esteem. A woman in the town who was a sinner found out that Jesus was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house. She brought an alabaster jar of perfume and stood behind him at his feet. Weeping. And began to wash his feet with her tears. She wiped his feet with her hair. Kissing them. And anointing them with the perfume. When the Pharisee who invited him saw this, he said to himself, This man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what kind of woman this is. Who is touching him. She's a sinner. Jesus replied to him, Simon, I've got something to say to you. He said, say it, teacher. A creditor had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. Uh, 50. Since they could not pay it back, he graciously forgave them both. So which one of them 
will love him more. Simon answered, I suppose the one he forgave more. You have judged correctly, he told him. Turning to the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she with her tears has washed my feet and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but she hasn't stopped kissing my feet since I came in. You didn't anoint my head with olive oil, but she has anointed my feet with perfume. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven. That's why she loved much. But the one who was forgiven little loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Those who were at the table with him begin to say among themselves, who is this man that he can forgive sins? And he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Couple things here. Number one, please do not glamorize the scripture. We live in a Western society, not one of us, I would say, sitting in here that are really as desperate as some of these people that we read about. So number one, let's not glamorize scripture and say, well, that's just a, that's an awesome story. That is an awesome story. But let's put it in our context. And I want you to think about it. Their culture, Obviously, they didn't wear shoes like we have. They walked around the dust and dirt and things like that. This woman who is not highly esteemed whatsoever, she's a woman coming into the presence of a man. We've got taboo being broken across the, just across the board, just all over the place. She comes in his presence and she starts washing his feet. Custom, custom was that when someone came into your house, into your place, you would have a servant or you would wash your guest's feet. Okay? That was custom. Where was this guy that he wasn't even observing their own cultural customs? He didn't do any of this with Jesus. How about it, folks? How about it if we had a time... And I'm kind of amused when I say this because we've done this before, not here, but I've been part of churches where we've done a foot washing. And let me tell you something, that's where the numbers go from big to very small. That's not cool, is it? That's awkward. We find that awkward to wash somebody else's feet. How many of you have ever been part of a foot washing ceremony? Have you ever felt more humbled in your entire life to have someone wash your feet? So please, let's not glamorize Scripture. This woman comes in the presence of Jesus, and because of the because of the emotional, spiritual touch that Jesus had to this woman in the past, she was absolutely moved. So moved that she comes in and just bows before him and begins to just wash his feet with her tears. Pour perfume, which the alabaster perfume would have been expensive. It would have been, uh, it would have been some wages that she could have used for herself. Not something, this isn't something she, like a bar of soap we could pick up for a dollar. This is something that would have helped her livelihood and yet she chose to use it on the feet of Jesus. 
This woman was absolutely moved by the grace and the forgiveness and the mercy of Jesus. And, and we are too. This woman didn't deserve it. This woman didn't deserve any of it. But yet Jesus absolutely, as he, as he was, uh, when He came and He said, I did not come to condemn, but I came to save. He said, I didn't come to condemn, but I have come to save. And so He was constantly showering people with grace and mercy and forgiveness. And people that received it were absolutely, totally moved. Broken and moved. God is such a loving God. God is such a loving God. And how I pray that we ever, I hope we never do this, but I hope we never get in a position to where we look at Scripture or we look at the grace and mercy of God and we take it for granted. There's not a single person sitting in here that deserves the grace of God. Christmas is about the grace of God. It's not about the things that we make it. We talk about that. We use trite cliches like Jesus is the reason for the season and all these other things. But Christmas is about the gospel. Christmas is, is about the gospel message saying, you don't deserve a Savior, but I'm going to give you one. You deserve to be, you deserve to be, you deserve to be broken away from me. You deserve to live in the condition that you're in, but that's not who I am. I am a God of love and I, and I'm going to, I'm going to satisfy that, my wrath that I have. I'm going to satisfy it back to myself. It's not going to go unnoticed. It's not going to go undone, but it will happen. But my son's going to, I will take care of that. You talk about grace. Where God says, you've done the wrong. You know what, guys? This is just mean. Just let me share with you very quickly a little bit of my soapbox. And I don't want to... You you can... It, I get that it's just... I get that it's me. It's my opinion. Okay? I really struggle. And I understand. But I really struggle when we look to the Old Testament. And many people say, oh, it's just full of blood. Oh, how could God do that? I just can't get over this. How could God do that? And I'm thinking... God's the one that was wronged. How have we forgotten that back in Genesis chapter 3, God was wronged. There was an offense that took place. God was wronged. And now all of a sudden, God's required to act a certain way because He was wronged? That doesn't make sense. He was wronged. In all fairness, I mean, if we would go on the way we think, he should have wiped everybody out, correct? I mean, everybody should have been wiped out. Going on our system, going on the way we would look at stuff, we would say, I mean, really, everything should have been wiped off. Every person should have been killed. They did wrong. It, it, It should have been game over. We're done. You broke the rules. Some of us in here, that's how we live our lives too with other individuals. We don't live out of grace and mercy and forgiveness. We live in this conditional love where it's like we've done wrong. That's what this Pharisee was doing. You, She did wrong. She's a sinner. Well, what about you? What about you? <laughs> what about you? You're a sinner too. The only difference was this woman at some point was touched by Jesus. 
And she was humbled. And she received the grace and mercy of, of, of Him. Many of you sitting here this morning have received, the, as we read, has, have received the grace and mercy and forgiveness of Jesus. And it's not based upon what you do. It's not based on what we do. It's not based on what we do as a church. It's not based on programming. It's not based on anything. What it's based on is the love and grace of God and Jesus Christ. That's what it's based on. And all God's saying is, I love you and I choose you. That's why we get overwhelmed by God's grace and love because it's some of, for some of us, and I pray that every single one of us has, has done this at some point in time where we have stood in the path of God's grace, mercy, and love and forgiveness and have been so overwhelmed, but the only, the only response that we could have, we had, the only response that we could really evoke at that time was to say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love and your mercy. And I pray that's something that we do on a daily basis where we thank God for who He is. For who He is. A gracious and loving and forgiving and merciful God. This woman got it. This woman got it. This other guy, this Pharisee, he didn't get it. He was living in his own system. He was living in his own, you know, he was living in his own, his own way of doing things. It was based upon him. And because of that, he missed it. And there's many people that we read about in the Bible that missed it. I pray that for us, that we're not people that miss it. I pray that you guys sitting in here this morning get it. And if you have not stood in the path of the overwhelming love and grace and mercy and forgiveness of Jesus Christ. I know it's here today. And I know it's raining down on us right now. His desire for you is to receive that, that incredible gift of grace and salvation. And I pray that if you have not done that, that maybe today's the day that you're able to stand and for the very first time you're able to open up and say, thank you. I re thank you for that gift. Thank you. For those of us in here this morning that have received that, I pray that our prayer and our worship would be, thank you. Not coming in with preferences and set expectations and things like that, but where we're coming in anticipating encountering the living God that breaks through all things. The living God that does not succumb to any laws of this universe. In fact, He created them. But we have this anticipation of coming into His presence. And we come into His presence and we humbly bow down before Him again and again saying, thank you, thank you. Here's my worship. Thank you. Thank you for who you are. And thank you that it's not based upon what I could do or what I don't do or how hard I try. But it's based upon you. I want to close this with a word of prayer and I'm going to ask the worship team to come back and, and, um, I pray that these, these, these next couple songs that we sing, we would just engage our hearts, would just respond to Him in the way that He was, that He would have us respond to Him. So if you would, why don't you stand with me and let's just, let's just uh, take a few minutes and just pray again and, uh, lift our time up to, 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 
to Jesus right now. Father, thank you so much again for this opportunity that we could be in your presence. And Father, thank you so much for your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness. Time and time and time and time and time and time again, we throughout the Bible, we see it demonstrated over and over and over again. Your love, your grace, your mercy. Not dependent upon our response per se. It's not dependent upon... It's not dependent upon who we are. It's not dependent upon what we can do. It's not dependent upon our, really our actions, but it's, it's based upon you. You're who you are. And Father, we give you thanks. And we give you our worship. And we set aside our distractions. And we confess our sins to you this morning. We confess that we fall short. We confess that we're broken individuals that don't deserve you, but but we receive that incredible gift of grace and mercy and forgiveness that you give us. Thank you so much, Father. Thank you so much for who you are. I pray this morning, Father, that you would flood our souls with your presence right now. Father, I pray that you would break down walls. I pray that you would break down bitterness. I pray that you would root out roots of envy, roots of of strife, roots of bitterness, roots that have been inside of us for some time now that, that we at times are unwilling to look at and more sadly, at times, we're unaware of. Would you root all that out so that we can receive everything that you want to pour into us so that we can be individuals that pour it out to others. God, we love you. And we thank you. And it's in the powerful name of your Son, our Lord and our Savior, that we pray all these things. Amen.